Heavy Metal of a Six Pack Podcast. Hello! We digressed a whole bunch without pressing record, so you don't yeah. need to hear any of it. Yeah, you don't want to hear any of that. Uh, yeah, what Dave said. Yeah, we're all here. We're all awake. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> we're not, like, awake. Current lie, present. Start with news. News? News, probably? Yeah. Yeah, news. I'll do the, yeah, we'll do the news first. How come we lost you, bud? Me? And my jack is definitely busted. Your jack was jacked. My jack uh, was jacked. Hate when that happens. Sweet. Double jack. It's like double <laughs> de- on the rocks. Double jeopardy. Oh, wait, what? You win. Headline. <laughs> Headlines. Heavy metal headlines. Yes. So. <laughs> uh, I know this is so. Awkward. We. I mean, we brought up the. Fear Factory situation before, and I'm sure most people are aware. Situation. Everybody sues everybody. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I don't remember how long this lawsuit's been going for, but it's been a while, right? Last recorded album was uh, six years ago. Okay. Uh, 2014, 2015-ish. Okay. Five, six years ago. And I'm pretty sure the lawsuit was directly after. Yeah, that sounds about right. Ish. Um... Somewhat. So, I, from what I understand, there wasn't, like, a lot about it, right? It's been pretty, like... It took a long time for details to get out. Yeah, like, it was kind of, like, hidden and not really, like, expressed, like, stuff not did, but there's... Anyway, uh, so, evidently, um, Mr. Dino... Evidentures. Uh, uh, September 2nd was his 54th birthday. So, I guess, happy belated birthday? Uh-uh. Um, given the circumstances, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, so I guess going by his Instagram post here, uh, he said, and I'm going to quote from the Instagram thing: "I've been through a lot of shit these past four years. Fear Factory lawsuits, I won. Bankruptcy lawsuit, I won. Huge legal debt, need help. <laughs> Divorce, not easy. Uh, with help from family and friends, I'm thriving and surviving." And then he put here, new FF music, which I would assume for your factory, music in 2021, and Assassino, I guess that's how you'd say that, which is his other project that we looked up post, you know, pre-show, and uh, that's their, like, super group that they have. So, evidently, I guess he has a Patreon page if you want to give him money or whatnot <laughs> to help him out. And uh, he has in his hands, in the picture here, two cookies, actually. One that says Fear Factory and one that says that's Oh, that's what those are. Those, those are cookies. Are co- okay, those are cookies. That's and if you really want to know, they cute. were cooked or they were baked by uh, Dark Craft Desserts. So that's cool. But interesting enough, I know Marcus is a big Fear Factory 
uh, listener. So I figured it was neat that they actually have something possibly coming back out. So uh, the, the assumption is that they're actually going to release Monolith, which uh, uh, Burton C. Bell uh, teased back in, I want to say, 2017, 2018 maybe. And then everyone's like, oh, new, new Fear Factory, New Fear Factory. Is that New Fear Factory? And then, every, and then everybody's like, there is no Fear Factory. Or yeah. there is no New yeah. Fear Factory. Because, well, you know, they're you know, beating each other up in court, courtrooms. So maybe we see Monolith. Pretty much. So the exciting part is that um, it sounds like this whole record was actually written by Dino and Burton, like the two founding members of like Fear Factory. So I'm thinking that it's a good thing because it's going to maybe go... I mean, no, they were really dark and heavy like when they first came out, like before D-Manufacture. Mm-hmm. Or remanufa- Remanufacture. Okay. D-Manufacture came out, then Remanufacture, the then Obsolete. Yeah. I, uh, before that, I, I can't remember the release off the top of my head, but like they used to be like crazy, like dark and heavy. So maybe like they're going back. Long story short, they're going to be away from the uh, like the the rapping and the uh, hate rapping. EDM and. <laughs> oh, they actually don't have a lot of their. Oh, they pumped them out. Hey, like they. Yeah, they, Jesus. Th- those those guys. Remanufacture hate- obsolete. Digimortal. Digimortal arguably is when they kind of... Con- concrete. Hate Files. Genesis, I guess. Yeah, they were they were pumping these things yeah. out, man, because like they, they hated each other with such a passion. They're like, let's, let's, just, let's just satisfy our record. Seems to be the older one. <laughs> because between... Because we want out. <laughs> 2003 and 2015 are album spans. So that's 12 years right there. Mm-hmm. And that, but before that, it's like every other year, pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. 97, 98, 2001, 2002. <laughs> it's pretty consistent. I was being nice about Digimortal. Digimortal wasn't that good. No. Uh, I like Lynchpin. Yeah. Lynchburg. Right. Uh, no. No, no. They have good whiskey there. They had that, um, I think they had that uh, collab with uh, what's, uh, what's Their Faces. They did a Back the, back the Fuck Up. Um. Uh, be real. Cause I have it right here. Be oh, I th- real. I thought it was Ice T. Nope, definitely says be real. Or not, not Ice T. Ice Cube. I don't think that is no. what drink you put it in. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah regardless, that was kind of neat. I think obsolete. A is neat like situation. Start to finish, I think obsolete is my favorite fear factor. Is that the one with uh, Shock? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so Shock yeah. Resurrections on there, which is a great tune. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, it would be cool to see what they come up It would be cool to see what kind of music they would make now If they would stick with the same formula Or it's totally different Formula yeah. What would be interesting is how, how they were Especially the uh, the drumming aspect of it Right Like that would be a Because yeah, technically it's just them two at the moment, right? I think I, I, I mean, it I seems can, to be as far, as far as I'm reading Absolutely So Isn't, I, uh, uh, isn't everybody on this kick now where like drums are programmed? <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, when, when I talk about my that one of the bands with the album, they go through like five drummers Ugh. within like four years. Is <laughs> it possible to have a band without drama? Drama? No. Yeah, I, no, I didn't think so. No, but th- that I know of. It's like it's like guaranteed given. Well, you see, there was a, there's this trend going around where like these guys go out and they like do like their own thing, like with nobody else, and they would just backtrack everything, and it's just them and themselves, <laughs> so they yeah. only have themselves to argue with. Yeah, like, it's true. Yeah. 
But yet, those, <laughs> bands some, those bands yeah. somehow break up also. Mm-hmm. Oh, God smacks still there. It's fine. Foo Fighters like, is still there. It's like there. I had a mental breakdown with myself. <laughs> yeah, no. Pretty much. Uh, do you have any news? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I got one, I got one that we can make fun of, or I got one that's was a, kind of an interesting find that I that I saw that could lead to some discussion, maybe possibly. I mean, or side thoughts, anyway. I prefer front thoughts. What's that? Ooh, is that a side thoughts? Front thoughts, not side thoughts. Front thoughts? No. Or back thoughts? Oh, well, <laughs> that's something else. <laughs> All right, so I actually ran into, ran into this. So um, earlier in the year, there was a uh, there was a tribute concert for uh, Chris Cornell. Yep. Uh, Soundgarden's own Kim Thale. Uh, this Maybe is off of uh, lo- Loudwire.com. Uh, direct quote: "A lot of Chris Cornell tribute show was bullshit." <clears throat> Interesting. Now, the headline, I'm not gonna lie, drew me in, and then I actually read the article, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, it's not that bad." That sounds about right. Um, get you, man. January 2019, so actually this was two years ago at this point, um, the I Am The Highway, I can't believe it's been that long already. I know, it's crazy. I Am The Highway tribute concert Chris Cornell, organized by his widow, Vicky, took place at the Forum Vicky, in Inglewood, California. Soundgarden guitarist Kim Thale recently opened up about the experience of Kerrang! and explained that although it was nice honoring the legacy of their bandmate, a lot of it was bullshit. The best thing about it was playing those songs again with Matt Cameron and Ben Shepard. And the next best thing was having our friends and guests join us. The rest was a little bit uncomfortable. It was sort of a clusterfuck. It was picking at an open wound emotionally, and nobody was really thrilled to do it. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I get it. So the be- And apparently, like, he actually goes on, and I'm not, not going to spoon-feed this all, all to you guys, but... I like to be spoon-fed. He, um, he pretty much goes on to say, it's like, yeah, like, nobody really wanted to be there. Yeah, it's just... Like, it was nice to, like, have, like, the, uh, the reunion and, uh, like, but, like... The, all the side nonsense and the the celebrities that were involved yeah. and like all that stuff like he's like yeah you guys could keep all that like it almost sounds like he would have been better off just like having like a jam sesh with like the old band right. <laughs> like in a basement right, somewhere yeah. and not have like a great tour like this big old fucking tour that you know does like all of this honoring honoring stuff plus the this is the part where i get hung up so like you know they they attract so his widow puts this all together um and puts the, like all of these different people like from like all walks of life to like do like these tributes, which Chris Cornell was obviously an iconic figure in the music industry, sure. not heavy metal by any means, obviously right. Soundgarden and Audio Slave, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, guess uh, pretty reckless Taylor Momsen. That's a Buzz Osborne, which is I believe the. I should know that. Too. Actually, wait, no, his son's not named Buzz. No, Buzz something. Buzz. Oh, Buzz Lightyear, right? No. Damn it. Uh, Buzz Osborne and Taylor Hawkins. I'm not sure if those are supposed to go Taylor together. Taylor Hawkins. Buzz Osborne is an American guitarist from... The Melvins? Oh. I think he's just one of the popular, like, guitar people. Wasn't... Didn't we have the story about Chris Cornell's wife suing sweet hair, though. Slave and everybody? Or su- suing Soundgarden, right? Wasn't she suing Soundgarden because yeah, of the music rights and everything after he too. died? So then she puts on a festival of all crap, from what it sounds like. Yeah, that was. I think that was later than this, right? That it happened. Uh, like it was after this. Yeah, it must right? have. This was actually just a reflection of like. Yeah, yeah. This actually looks yeah, like I it was. I this this looks like it was put together like on the up and up. Um, 
See, it had surviving members of Audio Slave and Temple of the Dog. Metallica was in presence. Sense. Foo Fighters is in presence. The Melvins. Yeah, that's Buzz Osborne's band. Somebody would have to remind yeah, me what they the sound like. Yeah, hell are the Melvins? Um, Chris Cornell's daughter, Tony, was involved. Maroon 5's Adam Levine. Thank God Adam <laughs> Levine showed Did up. Did he take his shirt oh, off? I was going to say, do you have a shirt? <laughs> uh, Brandy Carlisle. Carlisle sounds familiar. Somebody Brandy, not so much. Uh, Chris Stapleton and oh, I'm country singer. Thinking Miley Cyrus. Of course she was. She's on a weird comeback right now, though. Yeah, it's come something. Oh. What? <laughs> it's called The Voice. Yeah, Fair she's enough. done that, too, yeah. Is she? She was. I don't, I don't think she's I don't anymore. I never watch Because they, they swap yeah, people. Well, she was on The Voice until she slept with that other country singer, dude. The uh, the uh, drunk. Can't remember. Blake Shelton? Yes, thank you. No, you're thinking... Chris, no. Um, Christina Aguilera? No, Shakira. No, God. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just naming them all now. No, I don't think it was Blake Shelton. I don't think that was right at all. No, but Blake okay, Shelton... Okay, so Shakira and Christina Aguilera are hooking up and Miley Cyrus is there. <laughs> yeah, she's... And the, what else she's happened? She's a filmographer. <laughs> ah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So the last quote that I read, they just reflected. There was something awkward and unintimate about it. It's hard for me to wrap my head around it, but I'm glad we did it for our friends and family. Blah, blah, blah. The, um, the whole Chris Cornell thing, because like... Right after he died, they also like went right into like movie production. Yeah, like the story That's of his life was like, like instantly like in the movie. Shit. And I, I actually was I was listening to the radio, uh, sports radio, because you know COVID, we didn't have sports for like quite a while. But they're actually talking about this. Is like, do we really need a movie right now? Like right now, do we need a movie? Like, is the memory of Chris Cornell like so far gone that we need right. somebody to give us a biopic like right now, or is that something that should be done like maybe? 10 years from now. Yeah. I think that makes sense. 15 sense. years from well, now. Well, that's... It's kind of like you can't you can't get inducted into the Hall of Fame until you're gone for a while. Literally what I said. Like, anytime <laughs> someone goes into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they're either dead or there's, like, one member left. Like, it's how, always how it seems to work. Maybe the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is, a, like, a bad example. Like, a sports Hall of Fame. You have to be retired. Like, as yeah. NFL is an example, you have to be retired for five years before you can actually be, like, in the in the Hall, in the of, Hall fame. of Fame. So maybe, like, right after somebody dies, maybe, like, a producer and a director should not be trying to, like... <laughs> instantly cash in Instantly on make it. a money. <laughs> like, instantly contact the family. Hey, while the memory of Chris is still fresh in your mind, we don't want you to forget anything. It's a little shitty in the, if you think of it that way. It's a lot crappy. Caca! Caca Although, at the same note, like, a movie's, like, one thing. I always thought, like, tribute concerts were always, like... A little more meaningful. Yeah, well, yeah. It's kind of like closure, like fans, but like when you have like Myri Cyrus and Adam Levine. <sighs> well, they had some weirdos at the Linkin Park tribute, too, for Chester. Yeah, it was like the Kardashians. And and the- <laughs> M. Shadows cover Faint. That was one of the most painful versions of Faint I've ever listened to. I can only imagine. I love M. Shadows as a person, but I, that is not his song. Speaking no. of covering Linkin Park, sidebar, completely mm-hmm. digressing. Have you, has anybody been like paying attention to like from Ashes and New on like Facebook and like they keep putting up the Linkin Park comparisons and yeah. and like covers and vocal covers and it's like oh can our lead singer carry this note? We are apparently he can. Really, that's weird. That's well, I think it kind of sucks because they're like there's all right. So I think there's a difference between being inspired by a band and then like now that they're gone, let me see if I can be that. Yeah, band. yeah. like. Let me fill their shoes, like blatantly too. Like that's just it's just disrespectful. Strange. I read I I read an interview about that. It's like someone was saying it's like how do you feel about like the criticism that people are saying that you're that you guys are starting to sound more and more like Lincoln Park. Now that Lincoln Park obviously is no longer a thing because of obvious reasons. And like he didn't like deny that. 
he didn't. It's like, oh no, no, we're not trying to like sound like Lincoln Park. He's like, mm. his comment was, oh, the fact that like anybody's like comparing us to the the great Lincoln Park is like Honor. very honorable for yeah. us. But we, uh, you know, we're obviously trying to do our own thing and blah blah blah, et cetera, et cetera. And now they're doing like all yeah. these all these uh, vocal covers and let's see if our singer can carry the same notes That's as so their singer can. And yeah. it's very, it's very uh, hmm. It's like watered down Lincoln Park. Yeah, I said it. I've never think. been a fan. I like I, their I like their old stuff. Their new stuff doesn't do anything for me. I, yeah. I've always kind of sounds too much like Lincoln Park. Yeah, well, it just seems like they're <laughs> like uh, fake Lincoln Park. Yeah, like uh, I don't want to. I respect everyone in the music industry. <laughs> I respect them for making it, but to me, it just sounds like watered down product, like forced. Forced sound, watered down. Nothing jumps out like, I don't know. Hey, man. Like, there's some vocalists that sing songs, and you're like, wow, like, that guy's got pipes. Then there's other vocalists that sing songs, and you're like, eh, I could take it or leave it. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel with them. To each his own. Um... I mean, yeah, how many uh, more stories do you have, Anthony? That's the only story stories I have. Oh, okay. Just the one. So you can do your other one if you like. Yeah, I can segue. I'll segue right in my since we, since we brought it Facebook. If and you like. So I thought the panel would like to discuss the uh, complete outrage. I have uh, two articles uh, about this. Excuse me, about this particular subject. Uh, one I'm going to read from because it kind of creates my argument for me. Um, if I can find it, I think it's this one. <laughs> Shit. One, I, two. I had it up like a second ago. No, it's not fucking Dancing Astronaut. Get out of here with that bullshit. Dancing Astronaut. Talk about that one. Um, <laughs> what is love? Oh. Baby, don't <laughs> hurt me. Okay, here we go. Loudwire. <clears throat> so uh, recently, um, obviously you guys aren't, we don't do current events on the podcast because like we release, you know, weeks and weeks later. But yeah. <laughs> uh, this week for us, who knows what week for you, um, it won't be that bad. I'm going to get back on track um so facebook announced that they were updating their regulations for live streaming music policy update of course they are mm. now the reason what why this time? is the reason why this is like really uh fun and curious is because well i don't know i think every musician in the world right now is trying to make money by doing yeah. like live streaming yeah. gigs live streaming practices live streaming interviews q a sessions uh pretty much anything that they can possibly do and not just Facebook. You know, everybody in the world kind of hates Facebook right now because Facebook is all, like starting to become pretty useless. Public enemy number one. Mm-hmm. With the Bad whole, Netflix. you know, with the whole like designed, you know, what you see in your news feed and the, you know, the politic end of it and like whatnot. I mean, obviously there's you, there's YouTube out there, there's Twitch TV and like whatnot. But like when it comes to billions and billions of people, Facebook is still seems to be the probably one the of like one of the more popular options, yep. despite how much we all hate it. So. <clears throat> Facebook clarifies live streaming effective October 1st. Is this the right one that I want to read from? I don't know. I'm so sorry, everybody. I had this up like a minute ago. I thought it was Loudwire. Maybe I'm too far away. No, it's not in either. What the fuck? Sorry. Edit, please. Let's read this real quick. Nope. Let's put that away because I already used that. Um, 
I like completely lost that the article was. <laughs> Hold on, let me just click on this. Mother fucker. Okay, it has to be this one. I'll just I'll just read for like this one. Um, <clears throat> so this is uh, the, the new rules. The uh, the punchline uh, the the punchline for the actual thing was uh, Facebook can now delete banned accounts for live streaming music. And for violating it, like. So what happened was somehow this article gets published and whatnot. So everybody like takes it, takes all the headlines, and like runs with it, kind of a thing. If you actually read. The policy that actually was put into place by Facebook when it comes to uh, live music streaming back in 2018, you get this really broad, weird statement that pretty much, if you actually read it out loud, it pretty much just says, we can delete your account whenever we want, mm -hmm. for whatever we want. <clears throat> but <clears throat> effective October 1st, Facebook is taking steps to limit the ability of bands to promote videos that will, quote, Create a music listening experience for yourself or for others. Hmm. That is the vaguest sentence. Now, what's what's actually tripping everybody Vegas. up is this is the thing that's actually been there since like 2018. Like this terminology has always been there. Create a music listening experience for yourself or for others. Uh, this also extends to Facebook Live, which has been an especially popular avenue for live stream concerts during the pandemic. Uh, the language is quite ambiguous as to what constitutes a listening experience for yourself or others in relation to videos likely encompassing a large swath of music entertainment posts. The rule claims this is done because we want you to be able to enjoy vo videos posted by family and friends. As the social media platform places increasing emphasis on these values. So if you create a video of your band that you <sighs> want to actually share with your family and friends because you actually want to share your art to your family and friends on a on a platform that actually gives you the ability to reach out to all those family and friends, that's not okay because you're not supposed to create a music listening experience for you or your friends. But you're supposed to share other videos. Like, so if you were to like say pet a cat, you can record the hell out of that cat petting sesh on live and you can share that and that's okay. But if you have music playing in the background, there might be an issue. Because what people don't actually realize, like, this is actually where that's going. Of course. Like, yeah. if you actually posted, like, your own original content on, like, a lyric video, that's technically against their policy. Yeah. Well, when I did my drum video on Facebook, oh, it, yeah. it muted the music in the back. Yeah. Well, that kind of defeats the... It's <laughs> fine. This is me just banging my drums. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guess what song it is? <laughs> Now, Come on, sing along. <laughs> now, where they're where they're messing up is like everywhere. <laughs> yeah, like they're taking out the ability for you to actually use your own original content because I understand like what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it so licensed music doesn't go out over the air that's not by the original artist. So if because kind of like your point. If you actually did a live video at like a party and there's actually music playing on the radio in the background, you're technically against. Right, it's technically right. yeah. 
it's against the technically broad- quote unquote it's against a broadcasting agreement because you don't have the music licensing to actually use that music in the background of your video it could just be innocuously playing on the uh like on a jukebox like somewhere but like if it's playing yeah. over the air you're publishing it right that's against the law yep that's a copyright infringement it's stupid it's stupid I mean, it's, and yeah. it's dumb but this is also getting into that gray area, especially now that everybody with a cell phone can like record themselves doing their own little covers of something that they don't own. Right. Can't do that, guys. So yep. weird. It's yeah, it's so weird. You got to have a license to do covers. Yeah. It's why we don't play music on this exactly. podcast that we don't get permission from the original artist from, and even that's probably a gray area if somebody else decides. Like right. if we get, but we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get the season. <laughs> yeah, <disorder>. exactly. Um, <laughs> Or at least play that card for now until we can't. But it's just interesting because, you know, we, we have nothing better to do other than, like, you know, sit around the house and... Uh, what and, a uh, shitty time to, to well, bring no, let's, like, let's make ourselves look like a bunch mm, of dicks. Yeah, pretty much. It's also not surprising, though, because there used to be... I mean, you got to think back in the day, there used to be those people that would go to venues and stuff and would record shows record and whatever. And if you, had, if you mm. were playing a song at a show that you didn't have permission to play, then they'd ruin your life. With copyright stuff. Right. And now they're doing that just with the internet. Yeah. No. What's <laughs> fun about Facebook? So Facebook, billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. Like probably the richest dude in the world now at this point. I would most likely. Yeah, and don't, you, don't you want to know how? So <laughs> right? don't just you want to know how? Like, here's, an interesting in, here's an interesting insert. As part of our licensing agreements, there are limitations around the amount of recorded music that can be included in live broadcasts or videos. While the specifics of our license agreements are confidential, <laughs> today we're sharing some general guidelines to help you plan your videos better. The policy should. You want to know what that means? That means brace yourselves. <laughs> you it's want, coming. Do you want to know what I feel like that means? <laughs> that means that one Zuckerberg probably already has all of the all of the licensing covered, so that anything that goes over his airways, he can just. You can, you can play, and nobody's going to come after him for royalties because he has a licensing right. for it. Because why wouldn't you just pay? I think it's like ten grand a year. They have like unlimited, or like you know whatever the whatever the case may sure. be. So just even if it's a mil, if, it, if it's a fucking million dollars, like that's like probably falls out of his fucking sock drawer. When <laughs> probably, he, like, like when he opens it, um, he probably already has the licensing. But there's going to be something like screwy in there, where everything you put on Facebook, he owns. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's always been the... You share your tunes on Facebook. Guess what? If it's not already copyrighted, might be now. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> Scary, man. Careful. Yeah. That's so weird that it's all secretive. It's like... I, don't know. I yep. mean, it's really not surprising that the, the people who <clears throat> have a buttload of money do not want to give up their buttload of money. Hey, the rich don't stay rich <laughs> by giving all of us peons all the cash. Yeah, the other thing, the other reason why they were saying this has actually possibly come up is um, there's a there's an uprising of people that are actually doing like a, a pay to a pay to stream kind of a platform where the uh, the stream that they actually put live is only available once and it has to be you know bought and paid for. Yeah. So Papa Roach did my, something like my that. other guess would be is like they they haven't figured out how they can make profit off of that yet. So yeah, exactly. It's like well, it's not fair that you're making money using our platform while I'm making money off of you making money using my platform. Huh. I need to be able to make more money than what you're making from using my platform. That I'm making money off of you. It's like the MasterCard thing. Like they charge the vendor and the vendee. Yeah, exactly. We get charged twenty six percent. He gets charged four. 
Damn. It's weird, right? You got in the wrong business. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's true. <laughs> Let me give you all money by taking all of your money. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's pretty like, expensive to be poor. <coughs> really is. It's oh, weird. It's really it's is. horrible. Worst thing ever. It's like when you go to like, you know, Walmart and they're like, oh, do you want to donate money to the poor? It's no. Like, Bitch, I am the poor. <laughs> Bro, you're fucking Walmart. You donate it. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, man? Like, seriously. <sighs> I don't know. It's fucking screwy. And, you know, I, I, it's one of those ones that, you know, I see all the... Uh, I see all the the locals going fucking bull nutty. Bull nutty and bowl of nuts. Because you know. In rapid succession. Ka-chunk, 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 ka-chunk. It's just too bad there isn't like a way that you can just actually just go somewhere and just like have fun with stuff and not just have to pay money. Worry about some dipshit. It's like you live in like the middle of like. My microphone's broken again. Yeah. In the middle of like Arizona and just do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Cut rate studio shit we got in here. Yep. We should call the producer. Amateurs. All right, you guys ready for some quiz action? No. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Good. yeah, yeah. We're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna do a quiz. All right, quizzes with Anthony. Right? Meow. So, it my microphone. Can you guys hear me? No. Are we good? Am I good? Yeah. No. Okay. You're good right now. Just don't move or touch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Quiz time. Way to be a team player, Dave. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so. Proud of you. Everyone at home, or home, car, whatever, can obviously play along with us as well. Um, uh, what I have here is a list of 26 um, nice rock people. and meta musicians. And the jobs that they had before they were famous. Oh. So my quiz would be, obviously, I'm not going to do a crazy point system, but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll point out the musician, and then you guys can guess what they could have done before they became famous. And For one billion trillion. Shroot bucks. I'm going to know who all these people are, so I'm going to keep Google handy. Shroot bucks. The hell did those fucking darkest side dudes used to like have like a point system? It was like, oh, Billy Goat grass buckets. Yeah, something something and funky. Fish stick waffle irons. Yeah. <laughs> All right, our first one here. Dave, you can't Google. That's cheating. I'm just googling people because I don't know what they look like. You'll know most of these people. Okay, well, don't you. yell at me. I'll yell at you all. All I want. I'm friends. not Googling. I'm just using my phone right now in the middle of a game for no. <laughs> I'm not Googling. No I'm using reason. a web oh, search browser. Checking my messages. All right, first one. Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne. I'm reading my voicemail. <laughs> reading my voicemail with my <laughs> with my mouth. Yeah, how are we doing this? Is this like multiple choice, true or false? I'll just true or false. Just guess. Yeah, just kind of throw out guesses. Or are we so actually or are we actually supposed to throw an idea out? Ozzy, and give us Ozzy a, Osbourne. I feel yeah. like at one point he tried his hand at flipping burgers. I mean, I would have said fry cook, but right. See, um, the, bur- the burger part technically is correct. It's just a little earlier in the process. Ozzy Osbourne, I felt He's like. A prep? He's a prep cook. Much earlier. Oh Process. lord! I actually thought uh, Ozzy he's Osbourne a butcher. was an assistant grave digger. Nope. He was. He's got to be a butcher or a meat packer. Or a, 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 a he meat boxes meat. cow carcasses so, in the freezer. Actually, technically, Dave would be correct at that point. Whoo! Um, <laughs> the Prince of Darkness. Uh, that was close. Grave digger, meat packer. <laughs> his, his most notable job. He had a stint in a slaughterhouse where he actually had to cut the cow carcass open. And whatnot. Uh, it's actually from his biography, I Am Ozzy. 
So if you read that, then you probably knew that answer. Oh, I got the cow guts all over this. <laughs> Dumb. Our next one, Chris Cornell. Oddly enough, since we were talking about him. All right. Chris he, Cornell. He definitely strikes me as a fry cook. Uh, I'm just going to keep using the fry cook, aren't you? You'll get one at one point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, at least one has got to be someone. No, no, Chris Cornell, he probably did something like really smart, like an assistant librarian. Assistant librarian? You laugh. Uh, <laughs> no, I he, he I gave wish the I was vibe like he could play the... I wish I wasn't Googling this right now. Hey. I'm not even... I'm listening it. to my voicemail. Dude, I'm editing, uh, I'm editing I'm the reading podcast. Reading your voicemail. Yeah. I'm reading the podcast, bro. I'm trying to run a production here. Uh... Chris Cornell. I feel like he could like he could kick it with uh with white collar people. White collar people? Yeah, I said it. Is that a job? I mean there's white collar crime, so No, we don't talk about that. <laughs> well we kinda just were about stealing music. Yeah. He's not wrong. That doesn't um, count. Shit. Chris Cornell, man. I don't know. You know he's a friggin' he did taxes. He's a an Financial accident? accountant, yeah, I don't know. Uh, close. He was wow. a fi- he was a fish handler <laughs> for a seafood company. Right, fry cook. Quote no, unquote. I did it for years. Uh, he said my job was to wipe up the slime and throw away the fish guts. I met pretty much every sous chef in town because they would come in and look around and see what they had. See, this is like the average Joe stories that they all need to have. It's mm-hmm. like, dude, I'm one of you, man. I was knee yeah, deep in sludge. <laughs> this one's interesting. I like this one. Um, Lemmy Killmister. Meister. Killmeister. Lemmy. He was a bartender. Nope. <laughs> and I'm, I'll, I'll give you a small hint. Other and his quote. Original Marlboro Man. His quote. Yeah, right? <laughs> You're probably not wrong. Uh, the quote that he has, and I'll just use the first Whoa, half of it. Wait. He was, a, he was a car dealer in Vegas. Nope. The Ace of Spades! <laughs> 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 yeah. I thought you were actually onto something. Uh, I realized you were just being so a dick. <laughs> let me here, I'll give the, I'll give the hint, and the hint is his quote here. That's how I learned the function on five hints of acid. Hmm. Yeah, and lived to the ripe old age of what sixty four. Where did it's I work when I had to do kept acid? Him alive. <clears throat> if, uh, I could, if I was acid, where would I be? Having to do five hits of acid. I mean, it sounds like something that would happen in a kitchen. <laughs> I don't know if you've met no, any that's of these an eight ball. That's chefs different. before. <laughs> Radio disc jockey is... and or podcast host? Uh, they probably didn't have podcasts back then. Not back then. No, Lemmy. <clears throat> Five hits of acid? He worked at the circus? He also learned about theatrics and performing while he was doing this job. Did he well. work at the circus? No. Blue Man Group wasn't around. He was a stagehand. I give up. Getting closer, but he uh, he was actually a roadie for Jimi Hendrix. Oh, which explains the acid. Once yeah, in, once in the music scene, always in the music scene. Yep. Show off. Next, uh, Kurt Cobain. Ooh. Oh shit. I oh, I feel like one. I should know mm-hmm. this, right? Um, Kurt Cobain. I still remember the the shitty house that they recorded their first album in. I'm so bad. This is why I'm so bad at trivia because like when I know the answers of something, it's it, like it just I'm just like, <laughs> you know those like those things that you put in the office where like the balls. I feel like, I feel like he was, I a was gonna go with the monkey. Ding, she a waiter ding, or something? Ding, ding. Uh, uh, nope. Kurt Cobain mm. was um 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 um, fuck. I can't think of it. Nope, he was not a fuck. I mean, he, he probably uh, was, but that's bef- after <laughs> Courtney. <Yeah. clears throat> 
newspaper route. Nope. <laughs> Kurt Cobain. Prove me wrong. <laughs> and no, he was not a. Ah, uh, fuck! Pharma- I, I really can't. He was not a pharmacist either. It was actually street something like street pharmacist. It was actually something you wouldn't think of Kurt Cobain. Mm. Like when you actually well, uh, maybe he got the hair for it. He was a surfer. Nope. <laughs> uh, Mr. Kurt Cobain was a janitor. Uh, the ba- the bassist revealed it in the documentary. And he used uh, to. Oh yeah, I remember this. He used to just go up to chalkboards and would just finish math equations. You know what's weird about that? Like, wasn't he like only like eighteen, nineteen years old? Yeah. Uh, but uh, the bassist, like before uh, Nirvana, <laughs> he he quoted, um, he'd always do some kind of art, usually defacing something. Hmm. Uh, he never had like idle hands. It just kind of came out of him. He had to express himself. So, yeah. What does his hair have to do with being a janitor? I don't know. It looks weird. like a mop. Yeah, that was a have, weird. Like he has, yeah, <laughs> that was a very weird hint. He has oh, janitor's he hair. <laughs> Most janitors you, I know don't have hair. I'm like you, record store. You a janitor? You get janitor hair. All right, so we're like over. Oh, mm. oh no, you got one right. Fucking he did. You get the first one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Took you like an hour to get there. But. <laughs> uh, next lovely. one is Tony Iommi. Who the hell is that? Seriously? Yes. School teacher. See why I need Google to look at their images. School teacher, specifically kindergarten. He was a guitarist of Black Sabbath. Okay. Dude, school teacher? <clears throat> Iomi? Really? Uh, no, I'm just repeating what you said. No, I'm just saying. School teacher? No. <laughs> Kindergarten. Nope. Heavy metal guitar. <laughs> no, that's Kane. <laughs> the big wrestler. The WWE wrestler Kane this, was a preschool This job teacher. actually led to the riffs that are punctual throughout Black Sabbath. Piano instructor. Or the deep riffs, I should say. He was a merchant <clears throat> marine. He was actually working in a sheet metal factory ah. and had an accident and the tip of his fingers were cut off. So he had to down tune his guitar to make it easier to play. And Jesus. that's how we have those down, those deep riffs. It could never be a tin knocker, bro. Mm. That, that is thankless it's work. It's the scariest shit. Thankless, thankless work. <laughs> I don't even like working on freaking heat pumps as it is. And like, they've already bent that, that steel. <clears throat> yeah. Like, F that duck work. Fuck you. Yep. All right. Next one. He was probably late most of the time, but uh, Axel Rose. Huh. <clears throat> hmm. <clears throat> Axel Rose. I think I know this one too, but I'm not gonna think of it because I'm a big dumb butt. Oh, wasn't hole. he a? Uh... Wait a minute. He's in the same uh, industry. Yeah, I was gonna say he did a. He had a, <laughs> he had a cover Rose? band. No, I thought he was in the. He was a. He'd play weddings and stuff. It was like a, a fucking. He wasn't like an opera performer, was he? No. No. It was like a wedding singer. Yeah, he was like a wedding <laughs> singer, wasn't he? No? no, I mean he could have been. That's not All the right, one that well. was listed. Um, Maybe that was Molly Crew. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So after moving to Los Angeles from Indiana, one of the jobs Axel Rose worked while he was fronting bands around the Sunset Strip was a managed. Managerial? Yeah, managerial sure. position. At Tower Records. Oh, no wonder they got picked up. Marcus, you better get this one right. Oh, boy. Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor had a job before Slipknot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not according to his first book. It's exactly what you would think, Corey Taylor. I mean, it fits him more than anything. Professional partner. <clears throat> he worked at a morgue. <laughs> he put masks on the bodies. No. <laughs> Headbang! Headbang! I said headbang! <laughs> like puppets. Um, Corey Taylor, uh, let's see, Iowa, 
Uh, <laughs> just like <laughs> throwing out random albums. information. No, I'm trying. Uh, to, slipknot. I'm trying to funnel jumpsuits. <laughs> the problem is, I'm reading a stupid Area 51 book, and it's like ostrich so, waffles. It, it, it's so freaking. I'd be down. Ostrich waffles. I'd be down for some ostrich waffles. Yeah. And some you know, eggs are huge. You're probably right. I probably should know this answer because I've actually read a couple of this man's books. I have no I don't idea. Re- I don't recall him. It was actually in an interview, and um, this was his favorite job, I should say. I thought he looked. I know he worked at a movie theater at one point. Like he was like the popcorn kid at the mm-hmm. movie theater. That's not the one that's listed, <laughs> but I, that, I think you're right on that one. I've always been the kid eating popcorn. In the movie <laughs> He's like the one that's like adding special ingredients to the popcorn. That movie was great. Uh, what is so this? You've dust? been standing Keith. in the hallway the whole time. Sarah. Why is this popcorn gummy? <laughs> Lip. Lip. All right, go ahead. He was a sales associate at a pawn shop. I don't call that story at all. And that's who he wrote How is that all even the. Possible? Like he, he was another young. Like he, he came wrote, out of college. And he like wrote was, all the lyrics for Slipknot's self-titled debut album. At that time, I don't. I don't. Like, believe that for a second he's a f- he's a faker I'm, I'm, I'm actually starting to think that Corey taylor might be like a great storyteller Ooh. <laughs> probably Ooh. uh next just saying some so. stories change every so often right eddie vetter Ooh. from that jam pearl fry cook <laughs> oh. eddie vetter Yes. Uh, let's see. I'm telling you, one of these guys was a librarian. I just he was a welder. Nope. He did this for two years until 1990. <clears throat> Give you a hint. It was in a hotel. He was a bellhop. Nope. He was a a maid. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sir. Do you want uh, some towels? <laughs> <laughs> Housekeeping. <laughs> you want me for a pillow? Housekeeping. You want mint on pillow? What <laughs> <laughs> kind of hotel is this? <laughs> this is very inappropriate. Uh, Making cheap noises. What do they have at hotels? They have bellhops and barkeeps and Park waiters. Keeps. Yeah. <laughs> they go into like a restaurant. I don't know. That's what hotel, they all have. Fancy hotel you go to. Like a uh, weird hotel breakfast. manager. Fucking nope. room service connoisseur. I don't know. So I said escort. He was oh. a he was a security guard. Two years. A hotel has a security guard? Yeah, why the I hell guess so. Uh, I've this never been to a hotel as a security guard. La I mean, Val- you know Valencia of. Hotel. In, in fact, La I've actually, I feared for my life at Yola? hotels before. If, like, if anybody actually does knock this place over, you're not going to do anything about it. <laughs> I've, I've only ever <laughs> dealt with security. Well, no, I, I, dealt, I dealt with security at a hotel before. Dave, this one you should know. I don't know. They uh, the front desk was very nice to me though. The day that I locked myself out of my hotel room because I came out in a drunken stupor and I thought it was my bathroom door, and I was wearing absolutely nothing except for my boxer shorts. Atta boy. I was like, shit. I feel like they. I'm just... in the hallway, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I there's feel no like bathroom here. There's, there's got to be somebody just sitting there watching the cameras, and they got to be like, hey, Terry, Terry, yeah, 27th floor, guy's in his underwear. Can you <laughs> again? <laughs> All right. Like, I got the master key. They go up. They're all wearing suits. You know, they have their earpiece. No, it's more like, yeah, he did it again. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah he's, same guy. He's Third coming, time tonight. He's coming towards you. Like, when I'm, like, re- look, look around the corner, like, Psst. Can I get another key for room 104? <laughs> this is really embarrassing. Why does somebody check in at 3 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
Our next one is Fred Durst. Oh, this no. This one's fairly well known. So. Interscope Records? Uh, uh, he didn't have the job there before. Nope, yeah. Let's see. Uh, chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored water. Hot yeah. dog vendor. <laughs> chocolate, <laughs> chocolate starfish vendor. No. Fry cook. Fry cook. <laughs> Well, we know he didn't work at the encyclopedia store. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I believe the, the, the correct word is Britannica. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, uh, Lord. I used to know this one, too, but I'm like so dumb. At uh, Fred Durst. I'm just going to keep spouting off answers that I think He's are funny. He's a taxi driver. God. He was a tattoo artist. Ugh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Every time you say it, I'm like, oh, yeah. This is why I, I can't do trivia nights. Like this is like not my thing. Like, can you imagine how? If, if we ever played that game, are you smarter than a heavy metal or six pack host? Like, I would be smited. I could probably read you the questions and still not be able to get it right. Uh, <laughs> next is Rob Halford, Judas Priest. Oh, he was a narc. <laughs> Judas. <laughs> I think Rob a, Halford he, was, he uh, was a priest. Is that for real? No. Oh, I'm like. <laughs> I was about to answer, but then like, I thought he was a bartender, like prior to like, 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 a, like that's, a not, gate, that's not like, the main main one. This is oh. uh, when he was actually recruited to front Judas Priest, his actual job during that. See, I thought that was the, that, I thought that was the bartending at the gay place. Oh, it's actually, uh, it's fairly it's kind of like higher up in, in jobs. Style. It's not like your teenage job. Like it's a little more fry cook. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Manage, manage McDonald's. <laughs> Managerial. Dave is passing a lot of guests. Can you stop? <laughs> I know that look. <laughs> stop it. Uh-oh. Stop it. He was a uh, he was a lighting engineer in a movie theater. Engineer in a movie theater? Lighting, like lighting. Well, yeah, back then, like the, yeah, their, back, their lighting was. Think like about it. That's like projector 70s, lighting, 80s. bro. And uh, then changed the reel when the boop came out. Next is uh, <laughs> Mr. Tom Morello. Blink one eighty two. This is so embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. Oh my lord! Fry cook. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, it's overdone. Right okay, I've, I've, I've run that one. <laughs> You're literally gonna keep saying it for everyone. So. One of these fuckers is gonna be a fry cook. The one time I don't say it, that's <laughs> and then the we're one. gonna be tied. I'm gonna tie Dave with the fry cook. Uh, Tom Morello strikes me as a uh, this is this human is, rights activist for like monkeys. This is not what you would expect. Monkeys rights activist? You know, monkeys aren't human, right? He was a he Republican said, during this time. He said he was literally starving, so he had to work menial labor, and at one point he did this. I'm telling you, Republican. And mind you, and this is a quote, Brick House was his jam. Construction. Ah, uh, something with disco. She's a brick house. That's yeah, disco, isn't it? It's Rick James. She's my to my day. Letting it all hang so out. What, what you're telling me is it's not considered disco? It's not. She's well, it's a brick. not bri- fully <laughs> disco, no. Uh... Uh... Uh, not sure. He was an exotic dancer. What? Oh. We've all been uh, there. He did bachelor parties, and he'd go down to my boxer shorts. Listen, is, he, uh, is he even that good looking? There was a time in my life where I could not afford a certain well. flight, so I don't judge, all right? <laughs> Next one is Mr. <laughs> Ivan Moody. Ooh. Ivan Moody. Oh, was. I know. Oh, uh, he was oh. a professional standaloneer. 
Close. Did anyone notice that he's still standing alone? Maybe we should write a song or five about it. I may just have to read this one verbatim because it's. Does he consider motor grader a job? No. I'm Ivan sure there was grading involved. But used a bouncer. Alone? You can't yeah. bounce alone, buddy. Uh, apparently, job you real can. easy. All right, this one is going to be a stretch. So, and he quotes. Uh, this is from. Um, well, technically, he explained that he was a production assistant. But this is a story. He, made he the said coffee. a friend of his, who he roomed with in L.A., he used to do editing for a lot of different porn companies in the area. Uh, what we would do is rent out part of our house for these people to come and shoot porn. And they would pay for the rent for the month. Too many details. Has to be a lie. That's <laughs> uh, I can only imagine. There was a yellow couch. It was in the northwest corner of the room. Slightly adjacent to the window that we always had the shades pulled down three quarters away full. Too many, too many details. That story is a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. Uh, next one is Mick Jagger. Well, he wasn't a dance instructor. <laughs> <laughs> so we can get that out of the way. Mick Jagger. Think about like oh, the and time. He definitely did not do lip injections. <laughs> uh, Fucking 1960s England. If he worked at an ass store, he might have actually bought himself one. So was England even, was he was England even there in 1960? I don't know. Mick Jagger. <laughs> I feel like he's too angry of a person to have a normal job. Mick Jagger's angry. Yeah. He must. I bet he was like a fashion consultant of some sort, like something to do with like he was watching overage women, like like women much older than him, like change clothes like on a regular basis, which made him into a whore. <laughs> I mean, that's that's too many details. That's a lie. It's a good story, though. Dresses. Um, he, he actually ran errands as a hospital porter. I was going to say something ward. in the hospital. In a psych ward. I don't know why. Next up is Noodles <clears throat> of the Offspring. Noodles. The guy with like the white and black hair. He founded the Pastafarians. <laughs> in all of their it glory. It makes sense. In all of their glory. <gasps> That's the greatest hit. I got to go find that. That's a great episode. But I Technically, uh, we already had one of these, the same job on our list. So, Porn star? Say it. Fry cook. <laughs> we haven't had one yet. <laughs> no. Let's, can't, uh, double up, can't double up zero. But his hair isn't the same. So. Uh, janitor. janitor. Yes. He's a janitor to school. Where's Elspire? And he put up that, uh, his quote here, I was still working there when we were blowing up because I'd promised my boss I wouldn't quit to the end of the school year. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Good man. Dude, that's that's admirable. Yeah. That's, what, then, uh, uh, that's what NF did, too. The, I've always wanted to tell my boss, hey, I'm going on tour. I'm not coming in well, the, the So the quote here, <laughs> uh, there was one high school girl that I knew, and she used to see me in the morning and say to me, man, what are you doing? I just saw you on MTV. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Let's see. Let's go with... Stay in school, um, kids. Courtney Love. <laughs> oh, no. Actress. Sort of. Porn actress. Not, not, not as down stripper. the rabbit hole. She was a stripper. She was a stripper. Gosh, that's Bam. so fucking nasty. In Los Angeles. Strippers are people too, Marcus. Yeah, she probably worked at one that sold spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> What's so random? What's wrong with that? Yeah. Like, Bro, that sounds... <laughs> like, think of all the hey. slurping. Oh, Lord. No, no, no. Okay, all right, I'm out. 
Mar- yeah, Mario Showplace actually had like it was like Tuesday nights. It was like a spaghetti and meatball. Do you special. remember the like, other side? It was like four bucks. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I never went yes. there. And I'm proud of that. The fucking midget. Yeah. Fucking midget, like all flatty flatness. Over the flopping around. And if you go with the matinee, the pregnant ones come out. Oh so god. Cool. There's like this one huge, like this like not like huge like fat lady, but like you know like when like someone's like. Like butch, husky. Like, like husky. Yeah, husky's a good word to put. Like it. she came out, and I was just like, "No, I don't want to give you any more time." Stop. And like the bouncer actually like came over to me and like, <laughs> <laughs> give her the money. Let's throw a couple bills up there. Let's take care of the women, bud. But like, that's weird. Like I, yeah, I'll I was just like, leave. It's like I don't want to be here anymore. And like on my way out, the guy's like, "Hey, you guys are in any need of a private party?" No. <laughs> All set. No, I'm good to go. But yeah, spaghetti and meatballs at a strip club. Just I don't know. It just sounds like a horrible. I've never I just been think to a like, strip club. I just think of like juices and shit floating around and sloppy ass fucking like being on the like sloppy. the front line. Go. I'm actually, like, I'm actually pretty like, proud of that. I don't a, think I'm ever gonna go. Dude, they're awesome. Um, next one. <laughs> Not on a regular basis, but fry cook. Randy Blythe. Oh, he was a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Technically. Isn't that wrong? Such a dick. Would that be a manslaughterer? He's <laughs> <laughs> a head crusher. Actually, I don't know. I don't know much about. Technically, him. one of his biggest passions is photography, but that wasn't actually a job. More of a hobby. Oh, yeah, I don't know much about Randy Blythe. Fry cook. He used to be a cook. He used to cook in an all-night diner around the corner, 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. shift. He's around the corner from what? He kept pointing at me, so I had to say fry cook. Yeah. Uh, Freddie Mercury. Ooh. I just saw the movie. Yeah, right? It doesn't show it in the movie. I was yeah. saying, you didn't have a job. I feel like he, <laughs> he worked several jobs, at a but store let's put it. He worked in an airport in London. That helps. Oh. Dental assistant. At an airport? <laughs> <laughs> a fancy uh, airport. <laughs> TSA? No. We'll seat you in first class and floss you. Fleece you. He was a baggage handler. Mm, uh, was he like a Both toy? at the airport and... Wasn't he like 95 pounds soaking wet? He was a tiny Uh, At the time of his death. He's not super tiny. Okay. I don't think he's like... I mean, the guy who played him is like really skinny. I don't think he was... No, no. Biopic aside, I thought he was a little dude. Uh, Sammy Hagar. Uh, Not not Van Hagar. Worked at a cigar store. I know he was a DJ after the fact. He started working at the age of four. Meatpacker. Picking raspberries to buy shoes for school. That's not the answer, though. Now I'm confused. Technically, there's two here. I'll just read them off. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> he, he ran the music department at a store, and then he spent a few months driving a dump truck in New York. Mm. That's a... Probably 55. That's a... That's would be my <laughs> assumption. <laughs> that's... Yeah. <laughs> New York people dump, yeah. too. All right, Dave. That's a wide range of us. This next stats. one's you. Stats. Oh, no. Chester Bennington. Oh, Lord. Fry cook. <laughs> He worked at Burger King for his days at Lincoln Park. I believe it. And he was Explains like, I need to make 100 bucks a week so I can eat. Explains the suicide. Uh, Mr. Too, Rob Zombie. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. Rude. Too soon. Sorry. Mr. Rob Zombie. Uh, uh, oh, I just watched his interview, too. Before his film career? It was in yeah. Boston. Is he from, isn't he from Massachusetts? Yeah, he's from uh, yeah. fucking uh, Lawrence or something. Yeah, he's some, Poor from bastard. some weird... No, uh, Haverhill. 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 Haverhill, yeah. Haverhill. 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 Uh, a Massachusetts job. 
Uh, he had something morbid. I, I thought this is another one. Not that bad. Okay. It's not morbid. Actually, I'm... Hmm. Fry cook. I thought it... <laughs> 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 Never gets old. Uh... <laughs> oh. uh I thought it had something to do with tattoo like the, artist. Nope. I actually thought it had something to do with the movie industry, like some kind sort of sort of actually, yes. Um, <clears throat> like he was either like a like a stage a film editor assistant or like some kind of uh, theater. He was he was a production assistant on the set of Pee Wee's Playhouse before Good White Zombie. Lord. Holy, that's fucking mm. full circle right there. I remember that now. Yep. Oh, so much fucked up stuff came from Pee Wee, man. Uh, somebody stole yeah, my bike. How did that? How did how did uh, that stay? I don't even understand. I don't know, but I watch it all the time, and I'm the well-adjusted young man I am today. <laughs> I did great. Need more beer. It was just strange. <laughs> that guy uh, was just an oddball. Oh my god, the movie. Have you have you watched like a? If you watch a Pee Wee movie now, I like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. That's like a fucking with acid large, trip with large Marge. Like that gets fucking crazy acid yeah. trippy. Yeah, but the guy has the gum. The um, yeah. and it's just like like. The, flowing out yeah, of his mouth. The, weird. The big top, the big top peewee is pretty much good, like a porn the whole way through. Like, but they still have their clothes on. <laughs> Wait a minute. Like seriously, like watch that movie again. Like no, by the river, I've and like he's like it. combing her, her hair, and like he's got like multiple partners, so he's like introducing adultery at like a young age. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like, about right. I mean, <clears throat> the talking pig even like hooks up with the rhino. It's closer than the whatever. Oh. I'm telling you, the whole thing is just like a porn with clothing on. So, like, HP, whatever. <laughs> the hot dog bush <laughs> is metaphor for dicks. Hot dog bush. Isn't that where the water comes from? Yeah, Big Top Peewee. He's got his greenhouse and, and he, he grows hot whatever. dogs. Anyway, uh, next, Trent Reznor. Blink-182. Close. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It's exactly what you think Trent Reznor would do. Janitor. Actually, you were right on the janitor part. Really? Yep. But he was also an assistant engineer. Nice. Yep. <laughs> Oddly <laughs> once enough... You, once you mop the floors, I'll let you organize the Seriously, tapes. <laughs> it says he's an assistant engineer and janitor after attending school for computer engineering. Ah, uh, see. These fucking engineer types. That's why he's such a pain in the ass. Because, like, anybody with the word engineer, even though the, my, my job title technically has engineer in it, but we're not fucking engineers. We're glorified janitors, but we fix shit. Well, another janitor here. I'm just going to give you this one. Jacoby Shaddix. Ugh. He worked in, in a hospital in an intensive care unit as a janitor. Imagine oh. the shit you get to deal with. Oh, thank you. He's uh, He was cleaning up dirty toilets and blood, all the nasty stuff. Yeah, I could do that. I'm all set. But he did say that you also get to see people recover from what seemed like hopeless states. So uh, Yeah, that's... The that's him just, like that's him just thinking the, the positive out of it. Yeah, that's uh, Jacoby... Light at the end of the tunnel side of the story. I got to see the miracle of people like finding their way. And that's it. That's the last Shut one. up, Jacoby. That is the last one. I should like Jacoby. You guys both lose. You suck. Damn. Yeah, we got like no, none right. Fry cook. Any? You <laughs> get the fry cook. You get some janitor ones right, and you got the butcher right. Hey, thank you, thank you for playing. Woo! What do I win? Come on down for your heavy metal over a six pack gift pack. Bag Down? Of a bag of quarters that are mostly pennies. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> and by bag, I mean those two that are on the table These over there. These quarters <laughs> are very small. You get half. Wait a minute. And they're copper? You ever seen those sandwich bags that are like half the size of a sandwich? Oh, they're so like, obnoxious. Like, it's just clearly for weed. 
<laughs> I actually, I actually, I put powder in it. <laughs> oh, I mean, see, what you do is you put, you put a little bit of uh, powder in it, and you put your sack in it, and it holds perfectly. Oh. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but and then after you can put your weed in there. Most see? people don't know, and this. it smells the same. You can hide your weed in there. That's like the PS2. Had that weed spot in the back. What? Yep. David, did you pick an album to, to review, bud? Uh, I definitely didn't. Alrighty. <laughs> Off we go. Heavy metal over a six-pack. Smashed banana album review. Hard. Yeah. Whoever put, like, fractions in my weed is, like, evil, mas- evil, evil bastard. You know that four out of three people have trouble with fractions, right? Hmm. And now they're putting grams in there? Now I have to worry about what the fuck the size of a gram is. Yeah, I know, I know the cracker. And it sucks too because everyone's grandma is a different size. Yeah, I was going with the cracker. Oh, depending so, on your race, I guess. So did we zero out the scale before you put the gram in? Like whatever container or what the fuck, man? It's usually when the grams asleep, they don't squirm as much. No, no. Stop talking about your gram. I'm, make me jealous. I have nope. no grams. Mine's dead. So, so we're mine. I only have one left. I ran out of grandparents. Mine's in, mine's in Graham heaven. I don't think I have any Graham. Hopefully not on a scale. Yeah, I got some Pepe's on the in-law side, but they're all on their way out probably soon. Hooray! Anyway. <laughs> well then, <laughs> on that note. So about this album. <laughs> yeah, we're good. I don't know. We like, we like listening to music, so we're going to review a couple albums. And then Either now or back then albums. There is no criteria to Yeah, we didn't. We just, we just picked some, al- picked some albums. It, sort of. Want me to start? I'll do mine first. Do you have one or do you have two? I just have one. Well, I might as well do mine first, then you can do it, then I'll finish with mine. Uh, makes you the headliner. That a boy. Yeah. Proud of you. Proud yeah. of you. Carry us home. Do it. Gross. Do it. Show me the way to go. We're going to start with a past album. Pasta? Uh, ended up... Uh, I kind of came across uh, these guys... So there's a band I listen to called Icon for Hire, which is oddly enough fronted by a chick with pink hair. So this band, The Dirty Youth, is also fronted by a chick with pink hair. So I can see why that would pop up, I guess, in the situation. Uh, But I jumped into them kind of thinking through the same kind of music. But uh, oddly enough, uh, the album that I I kind of went with is um, the one that I just lost. Red Light Fix? Red Light Fix. And, uh... Like, the so the, the song that, that I first jumped from was actually from this album, and I think there was a single that was released at the time. It's called, um... Fight. And, like, what caught me is, like, the guitar work is very good. Like, wow. it's, it's way better than I expected for the music <laughs> that I was coming from to kind of follow over. So... They kind of caught me this, so of course I was like, oh, I might as well check out the album it's off of. Because usually, if, you know, kind of a one and all deal. So actually, this this album's pretty impressive. It's, it's exactly what I was hoping would come out of it. But they kind of have a weird uniqueness. So the songs have a little more creative vibe. It's not just like, like a cookie cutter kind of rock pop kind of deal. Um Requiem of um, Requiem. Requiem, thank you. Of Whoa. the drunk is an interesting one because it talks about getting, you know, drunk. Nope. Yes. Uh, 
the one that I kind of caught me off guard, I did show it to Marcus, is the uh, title track, Red Light Fix. And it has the weirdest tempo changes. Like, oddly in, like, the middle of it. Yes. It's very very strange, and it took me off guard. Uh, I would not recommend dancing to it. It will drive you (laughs) probably to uh, tears. Like a seizure of some sort. Yeah, yeah, that's a better word for it. (sighs) Uh, but overall, I mean, if you, it's kind of got like a Paramore feel a little bit. Um, and on the side note, I had checked out the live stuff because I was like to see if they can actually hold up and not just be a studio one. And I mean, her vocals are spot on. Marcus can vouch too. I mean, she's she's there. She's got it. Um, but overall, the album is... I, I enjoyed it start to finish. It's got ups and downs. I mean, it's it's catchy. It's very catchy. All in all. But definitely a neat one to check out. Came Ooh. out in 2011, so it's nine years, nine years old. Good grief. Yeah. 32 minutes with 10 songs, so. Oh, that's like a whole set. 10 yep. songs? Good yep. grief. It's like two Hatebreed albums. It's like three <laughs> Hatebreed albums. What are you talking about? Uh, also, a fun side note on them is uh, they released a cover of Creep. It's just an acoustic cover, and it's just her, and it's actually very well done. Thank you for the audio cue. Yeah. Oh, that was a that was a COVID project, wasn't it? Like the yeah, she did that she did so. like the vocal recording like with the the dual thing, which yep. she's not allowed she's not gonna be allowed to do anymore. Yeah, exactly. One, one, you covered a song that doesn't belong to you. Two, you streamed it, you bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not allowed. Get out. Not allowed to have fun on Facebook. Stay in your house and don't watch stuff or do things. Go fucking crazy, but not crazy. We're all crazy alcoholics now. Yep. Super. Smash banana. Smash bananas, bro. Um. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Wow. Oh. Uh, Sunday sauna. Smash banana. I'd give it a four. Ooh. Out of six. Because it's not like the best thing I've ever heard, but it was enough to pique my interest and, and kind of jump into it. Four's a good number. All right. What do you remember? Good start. Good start. Uh, so I'm gonna bring you to it un un inhibited eight string dual barrage of frenetic riffs and dynamic chord progression self-proclaimed mind you (laughs) (laughs) um no um so the band i want to talk about is uh after the burial so interesting enough this uh the song started uh popping up for uh from after the burial on like uh satellite radio and uh, keeps popping up in like various playlists um, called Lost in the Static. Uh, they actually just reached uh, 21 million hits with this song. So I actually assumed it was new, but it turns out Lost in the Static came off of the album uh, Dig Deep, which came out in uh, 2016. They actually have a new release that just came out in 2019 called Evergreen. But I don't recall seeing any of those songs on <laughs> uh, played yet. Weird. Um, Oh, Behold the Crown off of that has like 7 million. But anyway, so Lost in the Static is like their big single. Like it keeps popping up everywhere. So I don't know if they... Everywhere. So I decided to do Dig Deep into the album Dig Deep and maybe take a look at the uh, the rest of it um, just, and just see what's up. Lost in the Static, cool song. Uh, they do that. They do that cool thing where you got like uh, deep, heavy like music in the background with like a nice like little guitar riff like over the top that kind of like adds like some definition and kind of brings the story like other than like somewhere else other than you know just open E chords and and uh, double double bass progressions. 
Um, <clears throat> after the burial is a very heavy band. Vocalist has a very good tone to his uh, to his metal screen. To his mouth. Um, I don't recall hearing any clean vocals and anything that I listened to, so I'm gonna say that like one prop. I, I don't want to use the word one trick pony, but like most of everything is gonna be a metalcore scream. But he's uh he's got a very aesthetically pleasing tone to it. Um, like I said very heavy, very um, probably very entertaining live. Uh, things I well before I go before I go to my negatives. Lost in the Static is the second track on the CD. Um, pretty good, uh, pretty good overall song. Uh, sixth track, Heavy Lies the Ground, is probably the start to finish best all heavy song that they have. If that makes sense, like the whole the whole point of it is just to pretty much be heavy like throughout. Except there's like. 47 seconds on the end of the song that I'm not sure why it's there <laughs> for that long. Like, it's almost like an outro that could you could, like, you know, play, like, twice, but they decided to go, like, a solid minute on it. Like, they didn't want to leave the song. They didn't want to, like, they didn't want the song to end for whatever reason. They hmm. just kept going. Just forget of the song still. Yeah, let me. Yeah, it just does this. That's pretty much it. 47, 47 50 seconds. Just like bass and close drums. to a minute. Yeah, so, I don't know. Maybe the crowd's going nuts at this point. It's like, oh, yeah. Just let me go fucking bull nutty, man. Yeah, fucking punch that guy, punch that guy, punch that guy. Um, hmm. All of his songs kind of follow, for the most part, like the like a very a very similar pattern, with the exception of, like, a like a couple. Like, you'll have... You'll have like a heavy, deep riff in the, in the background with like some some guitar like kind of going over it to kind of like give it the definition. Vocals will kick in; they kind of follow the same thing. <clears throat> uh, fifth track on this is called Laurentian Ghosts," and it has this interesting like acoustical like intro for like the first thirty seconds, and it kind of goes back into its old habits. Hmm, interesting. Probably overall favorite song on this on this uh cd that i have is actually probably the last track sway of the break i think sway of the break is actually probably the most talented guitar throughout like from start of the song to end of the song Hmm. it's the most talented guitar that they have uh, on this whole record and it seems to like go like kind of throughout it's kind of like a it kind of takes like the after the burial vibe but it's kind of like more of like a I'm using this very loosely, like an in flames feel because like okay. it's kind of like a walking sure. like arpeggio like mm-hmm. and that that stuff like there's just always kind something going the on. Charge. There's always something going on with the lead guitarist. Where in other songs he just kind of disappears into the uh the breakdowns and the and the riffage in some of the other songs. With that being said, the problem that I have and like probably like the most glaring example is um, the placement of solos for these guys. I'm just going to try to get to this point so these guys... So, I hate, 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 hate when people do a solo just to do a solo. Like, I want the solo to actually fit the song, right. keep the tempo, keep the feel of it, not completely kill the song. Opening track, Collapse. Solo destroys his whole song. It's kind of. It doesn't. It doesn't it's horrible. Well. It just kind of hangs. It's out. horrible. 
it's almost like yeah like the our fucking lead guitarist just like went out for lunch <laughs> and we just started the goddamn like album for christ's sakes and the rest of the guys like it's like what do i do with this it's like let's just keep going and then this god awful solo like it's horrible it just it doesn't fit i don't yeah. like when the solo doesn't fit and there's a solo just a solo there's a couple instances of this where it's like they, Collapse would have been a better song if they kept the solo out of it. Lost on the Static, that, there's not really any solo action going on there. Um, Sway the Break, like I said, is the mo is the best guitar, like start to finish on the the whole album. Um, overall, I can see how like if you're looking for like technicality and and stuff like that, you'll you'll get bored with this album, unfortunately. But I mean, they're a cool band. Past it, like once you get past the the soloing and whatnot, they got enough gems in there to to keep me interested. Overall, I'd probably say Smash Banana wise, I'm like a three five. Three five, all right, respectable. Not the best metal album I've heard, not the worst. There's definitely some chuckleheads out there. Fix your solos, man, though. But my God, <laughs> that, seriously, that was bad, uh, right? Shit. That was bad. It's like <laughs> da -da -da -da. bro. I think I think we can make a super group. If we get their solos with Ivan's lyrics. <laughs> oh, and uh, what's his name's drumming? Lars. Lars is drumming. There we go. God. All right. So we got a guitarist. We got a lead singer and a drummer. Clusterfuck of noise. Now we just need... Uh, what What else can we throw in? It'd be this? like the, the uh, Psycho Stick thing where they all do a solo at the same time. <laughs> and it just sounds like <laughs> fucking bananas. Oh, man. It's never been done before. I wonder why. <laughs> Drum solo! boy. So, my last one. Now, I've talked about these guys. We all have. Um, the band we're, we're jumping into, this album was actually released this year, um, is Ailstorm. Uh, the wonderful pirate metal band that is the... Um, I've brought up that every album has gotten better. Like heavier faster like guitar work like it's all gotten just better and better as they've kind of gone along so this one came out now they released two singles there was uh treasure chest party quest and there was tortuga now tortuga is weird because being the heavy metal pirates that they are they took this one kind of like a pop song ish kind of sort of um, it's weird. It's not. It, it's definitely not as heavy, and it's got like some rappiness to it, and it's it's weird. So then, Treasure Chest Party Quest came out. Mind you, Tortuga actually has the lead singer to Rum Hoy on it for a part, which is weird. Anyway, uh, Treasure Chest Party Quest comes out. Now they came out with a music video for that, and it's them in like Lamborghinis. Like, it literally looks like like a Kanye West music video. Like, they're shooting money everywhere. And the uh -huh. song is like, we're just here to get drunk and make loads of money. Like, that was like the... And, like, there were a lot of, like, articles like, oh, they just, you know, selling out. I'm like, they, they're a little late in their career to sell out. Uh -huh. Like, they're already uh -huh. popular with the shit they do. Right. So, and you can kind of hear it in the boat for us. Um... So it was kind of funny, but, like, if you know Ailstorm, like, they just like to fuck around. Like, it's what they do best. So that's just another little thing they do. What's weird about this album is that it kind of, like, it's it's kind of all over the place. Like, it's not just heavy metal. It's kind of just, like, experimental, I guess. 
Um, starting obviously with the treasure chest song we just talked about. Uh, Fanny Boz is next, which reminds me of like old school, like kind of in the eras of uh, Black Sails at Midnight or even Captain Morgan's Revenge. And it's just good. That's it's pretty basic for the most part, and it kind of story tells like all the kind of songs they've sung with the Vikings they fought and and the terror uh, terror squid. Not to nerd myself out here. Uh, third one comes up called Chomp Chomp. It's about an alligator. I couldn't. No way. Weird, right? Does uh, it? There always has to be something that they fight in it, and that's just how it always works. Uh, it's it? okay. It's pretty basic. It, and the alligator has a solo, I guess. Is that an it's alligator that, that ate a clock? I think Maybe they took someone's I'm hand. I'm pretty sure they watched Hook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I'm getting. Like, that was, like, kind of. The alligator has a solo. What does the alligator play? He sings. He just slaps his tail. Where's, <laughs> where's that? I don't know. Let's find this alligator. Uh, it's after the I'm, solo. I'm definitely glad that I've figured it out why I've been so confused for so long. Because there's... Pretty. may have to edit this part, but... Hailstorm. No. And then there's... No. Ailstorm. Ailstorm was out first. Right. But it's just weird. Right here. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Moving <laughs> uh, on. Number four on the list is Tortuga, which we talked about. Tortuga. The, the rappy, rappy one. Uh, number is five. Is that an actual place? I think so. Where? Uh, Mexico, I believe. Mexico? Tortuga? Mm-hmm. Just made that up. Ah, okay. Um, <laughs> why don't you go read your voicemail? I'm going to read my voicemail uh, about it. Number five is Zombies Ate My Pirate Ship. Which is exactly what you think it would be. Oddly enough, halfway through, they have a female vocalist that sings the chorus, and it's super confusing. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. I'm Who like, are you? Like, literally, like, I'm just like, okay. It is. It's actually a part of Haiti. Oh, cool. Um, after that, number six, you have Call of the Waves. Now, this song is, like, weird because, like, all the other shit, because usually they just talk shit the whole time. But this song is, like, uplifting. Like it, Like, it kind of, like... Like, the lyrics are like, you know, if you've always wanted to be somebody, you know, you just go with the call of the waves, just go do it. Like, be an, go on an adventure, like, be what you want to be. <laughs> Which is weird, but it, it's cool, I guess, the idea behind it. Seven is Pirate Scorn, which actually, oddly enough, is my favorite on this whole album. Because it really, it reminds me of almost like a Dropkick Murphy song. It's just like super catchy. And like, it's got like this chanty chorus, and you just want to sing uh. along and like... Like you guys can hear it, like it's it's catchy. Um, now in Ailstorm fashion, they always have to have one that you know breaks that wall and likes to throw a little shit. And in this case, that shit is called shitboat. A shit. And boat. the lyrics are: <laughs> "Your pirate ship can eat a bag of dicks." That is literally the lyrics. Seems and it's just talking shit. That's uh, exactly what it is. Uh, it's pretty funny. Like, they always got one funny one on there. Uh, number nine is uh, Pirate Metal Drinking Crew, which is exactly what you think it'd be. It's a pirate metal drinking crew. It's nothing <laughs> more or less. Now, kind Is of, what it is, pirate metal drinking crew. Kind of neat. What? Number ten is Wooden Leg Part 2. So, in, I believe, 
Uh, Sunset on the Golden Age, they had a song called Wooden Leg. Which that song literally just yells, Wooden Leg, Wooden Leg. Like, and the idea... Oh, Dropkick Murphys. Sort of. <laughs> so the idea, if you don't know the Wooden Leg song, um, he has one wooden leg, right? And he gets the other one shot up with a cannon. And he yells, you Spanish bastards, because that's who they're fighting. And then he was all upset because he couldn't pirate anymore because he has two wooden legs. Goes to a bar, gets drunk, fights a samurai, and he cuts up both his arms. So now he has two wooden legs and two wooden arms. That's how, this, that's how it goes. So they decided to capitalize on this in a second part. In which he goes and fights, takes the Spanish guy's legs and puts them on himself. <laughs> and the samurai guy's arms and puts them on himself. But they go crazy and try to kill him. It's very interesting. Okay. And the song is eight minutes long. Ah. Right up like, there with Korn's like, daddy. And the thing is, like, I like... <laughs> I like the idea of it. Like, it's kind of neat, but the song isn't that good. Like, Wooden Leg is catchy. It's quick. It's like a minute and a half song. This one, it's like, okay, that's like the idea is there, but I don't really want to listen to it again. Like, I got it. I'm done. Yeah, right. It's like a small podcast. Like, I don't need to, like, <laughs> really re-listen to it. Um, the last one on the list, number 11, is called Henry Martin. It's kind of their, like, uh, ballad, I guess. Um, very much reminiscence to Captain Morgan's Revenge or Nancy the Tavern Wench, either one of those. It's kind of slow, it's chanty, pretty much. Fair enough. Uh, lastly, I want to talk about this album. This is a deluxe version has two CDs. The last album that they came out with, No Grave But The Sea, has the second half to the album, where we've talked about it, where it's literally called... It's the whole... Said again, but for dogs. They took all the lyrics out and made the, like, keyboard dog noises to the words. Uh. So that's the whole of the half. So, of course, they did it again. But they're called the quote-unquote 16th century version. So it's the whole album again, but in 16-bit. Did grief. Okay. Uh, so play uh, Mario Pirate Edition. But the thing is, is that if you listen to these 16-bit ones, like they just sound like an SNS, an NES game that you like the you know intro like title screen. That's exactly what they sound like. You know what I mean? It's just it's hilarious and it's it's very well done. Um, out of, I mean that's just the shit they do and it's it's cool. It's funny. It's neat. Uh, it's Phil, Phil Labonte on his Twitch channel, he did the that same thing for all ATR music for really? his background music. Really? Oh, so it just sounds like really Dude, what, angry. Is it, what does this calling sound like in <laughs> Pixels? Well, it took me a long time, too, because I was like sitting there in the stream, and I was like, okay, loading. And I was like, why do I know this song? <laughs> no way. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's the curse of the crystal coconut. Um Personally, not my favorite album. Um, I think the last album was much better. I mean, more or less, because it's a lot heavier. Um, overall, I mean, it's it's. I feel it's more experimental, and they just kind of had fun with it. Sellouts, which is fine. Um, if I had to give it a rating, I would have to. I'd probably go with a four as well because it's it's not memorable to me. Um, like I said, Pirates Gordon, the kind of. Dropkick Murphy's ones is really the only one that I've kind of grabbed at. Tortuga is not bad. Um, overall, it's not like super memorable. But if you need more pirate metal in your life, 
this thing exists. Sweet. Do we have a beer to review? Uh, there's several in there that we can review, yes. Alright, go grab one. Alright. We'll be right back. Well, this is going to be pretty instantaneous for you, but here we go. It's time to grab another beer and then talk about it. This is the Heavy Metal Over a Beer Review. No, it wasn't. Or was it? It wasn't. Let's drink I've some beer. Literally never seen this can before. I'm not setting up video for this, so you guys are just going to have to uh, listen. And now it's time for the happiest sound in the world. Surround sound. Minus one, because... This is the Otter Creek Brewing Company. Anthony is equivalent to uh, Internet Explorer. <laughs> this is okay. called Free Flow IPA. Are you sure it's not tree flow? Free wheeling and free flowing. Our hazy IPA is smooth by nature. Uh, and free flowing by choice. Uh, that doesn't sound good. With well, a heavy no, hit of Falconer's Flight, Citra, and Galaxy Hop flavors in every can. I feel like they do the same thing to weed that they do with hops, where it's just like Galaxy and and well, you know pigeon dust and just random made up tooth fairy. Well, well fun fact: <laughs> hops is the closest relative to marijuana. Yeah, I mean it's that's a bud essentially, right? Right. All right. It's a cluster, gentlemen. It's a cluster. Cheers. I'll show you a Cheers. cluster. Cheers. One sip, Cheers. everyone knows the rules. Tastes like an IPA. Hmm. It just tastes like an IPA. It's not hmm. bad. I'm trying to think if I like this one. Right? It's kind of middle of the road. It's kind of grassy. Yeah. I could smell the grass when I cracked it. A little grassy, yeah. You know what I mean? Sorry. Like, wait. Hold on. What huh. is this? I appreciate that it has a mild finish. This it's not bad. It's not terrible by any means. It sneaks up. It comes uh, back. I see it's grassy at the end. Mm-hmm. And if it lingers, it sticks to your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Pulling it out blades does. of grass as I speak. Oh, great. Glass. Grass. I'm going to start sneezing my ass off. All right. I'm done with that. Yeah, right. My <laughs> allergies are out. You kick my butt. Now I'm fucking drinking a can of grass. Help. Um. Oh, Okay. All right, let it let it sit for a little bit and then catch that that bitter tongue. I think I'm just like so I've been so like spoiled with like the New England style IPAs. I have like a little bit of sweetness, maltiness to it mm-hmm. that kind of like smooths that out. Like I'm not I'm not used to the uh, It's not terrible. No. It's not good. It's not but bad. It's not great. It just on my mind it just tastes like an IPA, like yeah. a standard IPA. I, I hate to be mean. But. It's from Vermont. Wow. It's made by otters. Creatively crafting brews since 91? You'd think they'd be a little more prominent. That kind (laughs) of explains. They're probably probably the biggest thing in Vermont. He's not saying much. Yeah, they like eat logs up there. It's weird. What do you have to to compete with? Cows and Bernie Sanders? Uh, Alchemist. Used to be Magic Hat. Magic Hat left. Magic Hat left. Prohibition Pig is up there. That's pretty good. I didn't go to Prohibition Pig, I don't think. Lost Nation uh, was... Zero Gravity was pretty all right. Okay. Oh, uh, the one I really liked You're up still there. still talking um, about beer? <laughs> yes. The one I really liked up there was uh, Queen City, I think? Yeah, Q. Where are you? Right there. I think it's Queen City. Bottom shelf. Yeah, Queen City Brewery. Yeah. Uh, Queen, Queen City was uh, was awesome. They had a uh, they had a dark ale. I like dark ales for some reason. <laughs> Just make me feel medieval. Yeah, dark. Yar. Dark ales are good. Nah, that was pirate, but okay. <laughs> Too medieval type. Yar! Thing. Yar, dark ale! <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> 
Either way. Either way. Um, Too much pirate talk today. Sorry. I hear you. You can blame me on that one. Um, <clears throat> not digging it, man. I'm thinking two five. I'd give it a three. Yeah, I'd give it a three. We're in the middle. Like I kind of, uh, I kind of never want to drink it again. Speaking of pirate talk, do you guys remember when Facebook had the thing where you could change your language, no. like the language that your browser was in, and they had one called pirate. Really? And it was like, ye old talking parrot instead of like make a status. You know, this like, was a Facebook thing. Yeah. Okay. I missed that part. Shit's not MySpace. I can't. I can't remember Pretty the. Sure. I can't remember a day before like Facebook didn't own my soul already. <laughs> It's so weird how it's changed. Over I also the years. came on the Facebook late. Like I refused Gross. to start it for. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that pull out gained strong, my friend. Uh, mm. Well, on that note. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, why did I drink it again? I don't, oh. I don't know if I can finish this. Nope. If I dude, see if, if I, I can't if I can't finish the can, that should be an automatic one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't but, know, man. No, because we've had some pretty bad ones. Yeah. I could. I don't know. I'm usually pretty. I like to think I'm fair. If I ever rate anything a point five, that that just like it's not beer. It's probably like a, a Mike's Hard Lemonade or something. Lucy <laughs> <Gross>. tastes good. <laughs> All right, good enough, Dave. Take us home, bud. Well, kids, that's it for us here at Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack, the only place where you can find local, national, and international rock, metal, and beer reviews. Be sure to tune in next week for another lovely episode of beer and heavy metal music. We love you guys. Goodbye. Good night. Bye. <laughs> that is the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack Podcast. Marcus, Dave, and Anthony signing off. Check out the podcast at hmoa6pack.automatic.net Email HMOA6 PACK at gmail.com. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.